Our first reading in the Word today comes from the Gospel reading. It is John. It will be familiar to you also. It is John 21, beginning in verse 15. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time, he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, Tend my sheep. The Old Testament reading today, we're going back to Psalms, which I came out of last week. We're coming to Psalm 116, one of my favorites. Verses 1 through 4, and then we'll jump to 12. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications, because he inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. The snares of death encompass me. The pains of Sheol laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O oh Lord, I prayed, save my life. What shall I return to the Lord for all his bounty to me? I will lift up my cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the child, your serving girl. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be God. Real, real Christian faith lies not in our Christian observances, but in the reality of our inward religious experience. It is not just enough to have a church home and to go to church. But the church must be in you. The heart of every Christianity is the soul's experience with God. The soul's experience. With God. If we are to live a genuine life in God, experiencing all the benefits He has for us, we have to allow, allow our souls to encounter God, not just intellectually or emotionally, because that is such a mistake many make when they get caught up in the spiritual philosophy or they simply rely on the emotional impacts that make them feel good, that feel good theology. 
to have a good religion is not just to practice rituals and formal worship. Good religion is devotion of a person's self to God, expressed through spiritual sacrifice for which God calls each one of us. You hear it in Romans. Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And the question we must ask this morning is, does your love for Jesus Christ manifest itself into spiritual worship? Does your love find its voice in songs and praise? Do you really love the Lord and why? Do you even know how to love the Lord? How many, and some must be coerced into this, praise Him for their personal salvation? But if it is your, your love is genuine, if your love is real, then it soars way above your salvation. Perhaps our problem is that we don't know how to praise our King. We don't know how to praise and worship the Lord of Lords because for some, we may not love Him. Perhaps our love is more invested in ourselves. Love is a wonderful thing. It amplifies the virtues and discounts the faults. That's the magic of love. Love is patient. You've heard this. And kind, not jealous, not boastful, not proud. Love is not rude, not selfish, not easily angered. Love keeps no records of wrongs. It does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. This could be seen more clearly than in the love a parent has for a child. How pure is that love? How forgiving how deep, how easy is that love to forgive? Love. To love the Lord is the core, the very foundation of our Christ living. Although there are many ways which we confess our faith, there is no greater confession to faith than to say, I love you, Lord. Mean it. That confession touches the reality of what our profession, profession is. <coughs> I love the Lord. 
the greatest proclamation of faith to all the world. So I ask you, just as Jesus asked Simon Peter, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than these? Many of us sincerely do love Jesus, but I believe it is the these that tend to be our obstacle, that trip us up. But yet Jesus continually knocks on the door of our heart asking one persistent question. Do you love me more than these? How much do you really love him? What is the intensity of that love? Do we love him more than our home? Do we love him more than our pet, our car, our possessions? Do we give him greater, if not equal, amount of attention that we do to any sporting events? Do we schedule time with him like we do to watch our favorite TV program? Do we serve him with the passion that we give to our jobs when we are trying to meet a deadline? Simon Peter, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than your spouse? Do you love me more than your child? Many of us may love him, but do we love him more than the these in our lives? Who is this God that we are called to love? The psalmist tells us this God is gracious and a merciful God. Quite frankly, we don't deserve his attention, but he gives it to us anyway. This God is righteous God, and he fulfills his promises, keeps them in his obligations. He is not going to disappoint us. This God is a caring God. He cares not only about my life, but if you read that psalm, you find this out. The psalmist says he cares about my death cares so much about me that he even cares how I die. It is a concern for him. Why do you love him? Because he has heard my prayer. He has heard my voice and my supplications. Even when I'm not eloquent and eloquent in how I speak. Even when I am not a great communicator. He still hears my voice. And if you have never sought him in prayer, then you simply cannot know fully the love he has for you. You wouldn't know 
how merciful he really is. Because, I love this line, because he inclined his ear to me. He has met me where I am. He came to me in my sinful state. And he said, come to me. And he embraced me and took me in. Because he saved me after hearing my prayer and meeting me where I was. And he did something about it. He saved me. He didn't just leave me where he found me. He changed me. God has designed salvation for each of us. And until we have received that cup of salvation, no worship or service is pleasing to God. So how can I show this love that I have for him? How can you go about doing that? It says in the psalm, I can offer the sacrifices of my adoration. The psalmist tells us to lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. Because I love him, I will call on his name. I will adore him with athlete. I will adore him with admiration. I will offer sacrifices of thanksgiving. I will offer to him thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will offer sacrifices of praise. I will pay my vows to the Lord. I will talk about him and what he has done for me. I will give him praise. So where do I show this? You're here today. In the courts of the house of the Lord. In the church. And he says in the presence of all the people. That's bringing it outside the four walls of this church. Out into the world is where he wants you to talk about him. Saying what he has done for you. And the psalmist says, where and when can I show my love for my God? So very easy. We are called to do this all the days of my life. All the days of my life. In every situation, good or bad. My behavior should reflect how much I love my God. Amen and amen.